Hello there, folks. Kevin here. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sound and head on over to our Instagram, Film Friday Podcast. Give it a like, a follow, and, you know, maybe share it with your friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Friday, the first episode of season two. I want to start off by just thanking everybody for listening in. Last season went great. We had lots of people on and I have a great lineup of uh, people coming on in the next couple of weeks. Some classic films, some films I've never even heard of, some films I can't even pronounce. Honestly, there is one that I can't pronounce. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to watching them. It was great for something to do during lockdown and I hope you're enjoying them as much as I am enjoying doing them. So yeah, here we are. We're back again. And we're joined by, I suppose he's a long-time listener, even though the podcast hasn't been on for that long. But uh, he's a newfound friend. Uh, We met in Canada last year. And he's a man from my homeland, but not from the same county. From uh, a better county in Horland, but not in football. <laughs> it's my friend Kieran Larkin from Tipperary. Say hello to the people, Kieran. Oh, well, thank you very much, Kevin, for that wonderful introduction. But uh, no, no, we're not from the same county. I'm from the the proper part of Ireland, the countryside of Ireland. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be to be on. I, I definitely am a, a traditional listener. I'm always tuning in on Friday. It's got me through a few difficult Fridays with the... You know, they're getting over the hump. Uh, sometimes I've gotten trouble because I'm in absolute stitches laughing. And uh, my manager is like, you seriously need to pay attention to your work. But uh, some of the quality of the podcast you do is A1. So, and it's an honor to be on. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. That must be dangerous though, man. You work with machines. Oh, man, it's not, it's not even funny. Like sometimes, I, like, and it's a lot of it is about listening to drills and stuff. And I'm in stitch, especially with your, with your mate Hartley, which was just, oh, top class but uh yeah no i've a big shoes to fill i guess if i was trying to make it funny but uh no i i don't think uh i don't think i can top that one but yeah no very very good to be listening to uh, harley wasn't even that funny <laughs> i hope you're listening <laughs> um so yeah kieran why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself yeah uh a little bit about myself where to begin i guess uh yeah, I spend my time uh, working in a private university as a janitor and a night times. <laughs> I, I solve maths equations. <laughs> That's a nice. If you can find out what film he's talking about there. Bonus but... points if you can figure it out. It's not your fault. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, I, I just that's a that's a great movie. But um, being in Canada here for about two and a half years, I think, living with my girlfriend Roshin and my good friend from home, Sean. And yeah, uh, loving it since. I'm a gold star immigrant, haven't been home. So uh, hopefully uh, hopefully I get home sometime soon with this whole COVID crack dies away. But uh, yeah, out here I work in a CNC shop where we do uh, heavy duty machine uh, turbos for big diesel trucks and tugboats. And uh, yeah, it's a real passion of mine. It's uh, definitely a career of mine I want to follow, but it leads, follow suit to what my real major interest sporting interest is formula one and i guess 
that's the reason why I'm here to talk about a fantastic Formula One movie. Great intro, man. Oh, I don't you. know why you're worried about that. No, that, was oh. very, that was very eloquently put. And, oh, you, and you led into the film and all. Do you want to give a shout out to your... Um, your sister yeah actually they're, they're right we're already chatting uh, uh i try my best well the point of that is i try my best to promote this podcast because i definitely think it's a fantastic idea because uh you know me kevin i have i'm not a huge movie nut you know i definitely have seen the classics but in relation to random gems i haven't i'm not good at but uh this podcast is great so i tried to promote it and I, i've said it to my sister who instantly fell in love with it she was a huge fan of it and like even texting me back and forth and <laughs> she was like oh this is gas and stuff like that and she lives in scotland so yeah it's nice to stay in contact and it's nice to have a common mutual interest you, you should definitely not tell her that you're coming on yeah that's <laughs> i didn't want to say it to her. i just wanted to drop the drop the like, yeah that's right i'll put that picture up that yeah 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 like, yeah. Yeah. Has, like the thing. <laughs> she was like is that here <laughs> yeah, yeah. i haven't told my parents i haven't told anyone i i just but uh yeah it'd be interesting i thought it was interesting to come over here and do this yeah perfect so like karen said a film he picked is rush which is the formula one film um and that's been Kieran's passion since um since we met I guess as my passion will be film acting and writing Kieran's has been Formula One and I've always said to him like and I, I'd say he gets a pain in the arse for this because everybody's like Formula One yeah all right yeah I know I had the exact same team because like I was never really introduced to it I guess like do you know what I mean like I don't think it's especially in Ireland I don't think or is it? And well, am I, is this just like an underground thing that like I'm completely unaware of? No, I mean that that's a good question because uh, I mean it was on RTE back in the day. Like uh, I think few people will remember it, but uh, it's a shame because Eddie Jordan, a fella from from Ireland, uh, had his own F1 team in the early nineties, right. and he actually gave Michael Schumacher his first drive in nineteen ninety one which was a, a Jordan 191 and actually had the Irish logo and it was a green color, seven up logo, everything. And so for anybody who doesn't know, Michael Schumacher would be basically like the Messi. Oh yeah. Mr. He'd be the same as Mr. Messi or, you know, or Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo. or like Michael Jordan. Yeah. He'd be, like, yeah. He'd be, be the big dog. He would be the big dog. Uh, definitely. He, he would be, uh, he's, he's currently in a coma actually from a skiing accident, but, uh, Jesus, is he? He is, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. After he retired, left Mercedes, uh, he got in a skiing accident. His son, Mick Schumacher, is on the way up at the moment, who's currently got a seat in Formula 1 for next season. Was that one long ago? That was, yeah, that was a long time ago, man. Is he still in it? Yeah, yeah. So How long has he been in it? I, I couldn't, I'm trying to think. I couldn't tell you. I want to say around 2013, 2014, but I'm not too Fucking sure. hell. And it's a shame because uh, a lot of his fans have been like... Uh, asking the family for like look michael was our was our idol growing up or everything like that but uh the family won't say anything they, they want to like you know i mean i guess it is their fucking thing but man that's crazy and yeah. um, i but i mean i find this stuff really interesting now like i didn't before but i think the good thing that this film did was get me interested in that and i'm really looking forward in this podcast to really diving into that stuff um but for anybody who doesn't know, um, Rush um, was released in 2013. Uh, director Ron Howard, as I was saying to Karen, he's a very strong director. He's kind of like, what did you say? was the A good safe, one? a yeah, safe director. He's a safe director. <laughs> like, and I don't mean that in any mean way. Because like, he, he's made great films. He won an Oscar for um, A Beautiful Mind. Great movie, yeah. Um, Fro he, he was nominated for Oscars for Frost Nixon. 
great fucking film. Brilliant stuff. He's done lots of stuff. Night Shift, Splash, Cocoon, Willow. He was an actor as well, wasn't he? He was an actor, yeah. yeah. Like I did he did little stuff. I think he was in Happy Days, he oh. was in the Twilight Zone. He did Apollo thirteen, Cinderella Man, great film. Yeah, yeah. Um, he clearly liked Russell Crowe. <laughs> um, in the heart of the sea, that was alright. I think he did the Da Vinci Code as well. Star Wars, a solo, like lots of stuff. He's he's, he's solid. He's a solid. He's solid. Yeah. You'll never go and see a Ron Howard film, and like even the ones that aren't great, you'll be like, yeah, it's good. Mm. <laughs> it was written by Peter Morgan. And I, I didn't know much about, like, I know him, but, like, you were saying he's your man that he writes for The Crown. Yeah, I mean, only to come on, on to this, I had a look, but Peter Morgan wrote The wrote the Crown, which is, as you know, like, it's a huge, huge hit at the moment. Like, my parents even tune into that and talk to me about it. Like, um, it's funny coming from Irish people, but, yeah, I mean. I haven't uh, gotten into it. Um, oh, obvious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I get. I heard it's great, but I guess it's just not my cup. Of oh, you're you're one Olivia, Olivia Colman. She's yeah. I think the acting's probably dead. Like yeah, I've heard yeah. everything great. Maybe it's something that I'll get on on a really really bored day. But I don't know. <laughs> it might make me. Uh, I heard it's top class. Yeah, yeah. But um, as you know, Karen, we do have little things that we do here. Um, I do. I do. So the budget is thirty eight million. What do you think it made at the box office? Rush. 38 million. Yeah, so it was made for 38 million. What do you think it made? Uh, it's got good star power as well. It's got um, Grail Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, you have a solid uh, cast there. Like, and I mean, what's your man's name? How do you pronounce it? It's Daniel Brew. Uh, Brew. Brew, oh, yeah, or whatever his name is. But he's a great actor. He's in lots of shit. Um, yeah, and you've Natalie Dorman as well, but who makes a mm-hmm. fifteen minutes appearance? I guess, but she's still there. I guess <laughs> he's your man. That's where I remember. I knew he was in a really big film, and I was like, oh, "Where's he from? He's in Inglorious Bastards." Oh fuck, you're right. Yeah, he plays yeah, the yeah, Nazi yeah, hero yeah, in yeah, Inglorious yeah, yeah. Bastards. He's a great actor. Oh fuck, yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know he's in some. Um, he, I know he's Serious also acting. in yeah, yeah. Um, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, how much do you think I made? Uh, I'd say it was around the eighty million or, uh, seventy million. Yeah, around eighty, eighty million. I guess. Now, be honest. Did you look up? No, you... no, I didn't. I, I actually didn't. I the only thing I've looked up into was a, uh, was a uh, Formula One facts surrounding the characters. I, I and it's funny coming onto a, a film podcast. I didn't actually research much about the film, but that's no. Um. So that's pretty close. It made ninety eight point two million. Oh really? Yeah, so that's that's pretty good, you know. Um, it doubles what the film was made for. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's know. fairly solid, I guess. Yeah. So it, it's it's good. Um, I don't think it it got good reviews as well as it should. It was um it was really enjoyable. Um, but for anybody who hasn't seen the film, Karen, I want you to give us a ten second uh, summary of the entire film. All right. All right. Yeah, that's not a hassle. That's All a... right. All right. I'm going to count you down. Right. Three, two, one, go. The iconic battle between two really talented Formula One drivers, James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Oh, that's it? Oh, that's I mean, good. I mean, you have three seconds to spare. That's I mean, in, in, to its core, motorsport isn't really that uh, that detailed. But yeah, but I guess, I mean, the movie was more about the relationship, the relationship between the two characters and the the kind of the yin-yang uh, contrast between the two. Mm. So I guess, I don't know, to sum it up in 10 seconds, it, it is fairly straight to the point. But. So would this be like, for like Formula One, would this be like, say like 
Joe Frazier versus Muhammad Ali type um, yeah. rivalry, or is it? Would it? Do you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? I do. I do. I mean, every decade kind of has their rivalry. Yeah. Every. Okay. I mean it, and even to to so much. So like a. Like it goes through, like it, this kind of kickstarted it all because, like, the sport was so dangerous back then that, like, it was even that much more intense. That if you wore to when was you, this set again? Is this the, in nineteen seventy six? Well, it started in F three, so the seventies, seventy, yeah, yeah, which movie does so well to show kind of the seventy yeah. lifestyle, all of, all of it, yeah, yeah. But it definitely does have its rivalries. Even to this day, we have uh, two thousand fourteen with Lewis Hamilton, and Nico Rosberg, which was cutthroat, and they were teammates back in the day, and now they don't talk simply because of the rivalry. So right. I mean, hopefully there'll be a movie done about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, to the to the core, it, it it's such an intense sport and there's such huge money on the line, and even so much so back then, your fucking life is on the line, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's so that the film does that really well. It really so puts well, yeah. I mean, so another thing I want to know is I mean you've talked about it obviously it's your passion but why this film I mean definitely this film like a uh, is a is a good choice simply because of the Formula One aspect but I also do really enjoy it you know and I, and I do think it's a it's a type of movie that people sitting down who has no real interest like yourself that didn't really you know know much about Formula One to actually really appreciate it. I mean I, I watched it with my girlfriend Roisin and I was actually surprised to see that she was very much like interested in, she was Googling about the characters because it really does drag you in to see the lifestyle that James Hunt had. And then the such, the contrast that Lauda had as well. So uh, yeah, this, this film simply, and it plays a, plays a role in my heart because it kind of, it was the, it's a movie that I can go to. It's like, well, why do you like Formula One? It's like, well, have you ever seen Rush? And if they were like, you know, just to say, like, look, take a look at this movie and you can see why it's such an appealing sport. Right. And what is it about Formula One that, like, this is a bit off the movie, but, like, what is it that, like, how, from a young age, were you just into it? Or, like, what did you, were you really into machining and making stuff and then that led to Formula One? Or were you really into driving and racing and did that lead into the machining? No, no, that's that's a good question. Um, one I didn't really think about, but uh, I guess it it would. I mean, to break it down, I'll bring it back around. But uh, to break it down, I guess it did come from uh, my father's interest in heavy kind of machinery. He he worked in a quarry for the majority of his life, and he'd always bring back like diggers and stuff to the farm at home, and that kind of like uh, you know that that took an interest when I seen all this machinery. Now I I never got I. Never drove much of them, but it was always the roar of the engine. You know, a lot of Formula One fans will definitely say it's the noise. And for me, it's 100% the noise. So what kind of got me into it was... Would um, you have had that noise a lot? Because you grew up on the Yeah, family. yeah, yeah. So would that have been like... A, definitely, that's a, like a... Even a comfort. I mean, it's a bit it's a bit sad to say, but sometimes I'd even put on YouTube videos no. and listen to like a V10 engine. Because it, it's, a, it's just a huge interest. I mean, the noise... I don't think any, especially fella, uh, and they even make comment to it in the movie, Lord Heskett says, like, men love racing cars. And uh, it's true because I don't think much people can look at a Ferrari drive by, let alone an F1 car, and not appreciate the beauty in the design and engineering of it. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah. No, it, it definitely, I, I never I never drove. Uh, I'm actually, 
you know, six foot four. So it's a, it's very difficult to get into a small little car and drive. And I don't, I, did, I never had it. Never had the, the ability. And the or, need for the speed. The need for speed. I never <laughs> had it, unfortunately. But uh, no, it was always the noise. And then um, that's what appealed to me. And then definitely looking at it, it's, it kind of plays tribute to the movie. It's, it's the characters, man. Like the, the amount of characters in F1 is just, is mind boggling. Like the, like the relationship between like team managers to drivers to teammates, you know, and then via people down the line is just extreme. And the second you scratch the surface, you're like, oh, there's fuck, lots <laughs> there's lots of. So, so did that interest basically yeah. carried you through like even to college? Yeah. Because it's like your dream, like you want to tell. Yeah, definitely. Really... I mean, it's a, it's a, I was never, I wasn't blessed with the gift of, uh, maths or like I, i'm all right but to get into formula one engineering you need to be the top of the game with like physics and maths so i wasn't blessed with that well what, what i was talented with is is mental rotation i think what's called but uh being able to like 3d model stuff in your head and that's what led me down the the road of design i studied design in college and then uh from there i kind of took a roundabout way but uh, I went to, towards machining. I got a job straight off the bat machining. And, and me asking that, like, I'm just like, of course, don't mean to cut you off. No, of course. Yeah. Did So from what I'm, my understanding was that you didn't go in being like, I'm definitely going to be working Formula 1. Yeah. You had an interest. Mm. And then you went in this and you're like, oh, yeah, I yeah. could get to this. I could. And that's that's right, man. Like, And it's still like, I mean, me and you have spoken about this before. It's, it's still a huge thing of mine. But I constantly be looking to see what the criteria is to get in. And whether it's someday, ten years, five years, or you know, twenty years, I will, I will get there. But uh, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky road to game because it's the pinnacle of motorsport. It's, it's like the, it's like yeah. the, the pinnacle of engineering on yeah. the machine. Yeah, I mean, the reason why you can get into your car in the morning and turn it on is from motorsport. Everything trickles down. Really? Yeah, I mean, the the first cars, what they were like to, to even develop. even like um. Teslas? Yeah, so, I mean, that's an electric motor, and you're looking at the new Formula E that's at the moment's Formula Electric, and all the top dogs are playing are in that game. All the major uh, manufacturers are in that. It's simply for what the, where where it's heading, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty interesting, man. Um, it is a bit of a, a it, niche sport, and you do have some people... I mean, I remember you even laughing at me before because uh, I left your place at like one o'clock or two o'clock and I was like yeah I have to get up in the fucking morning now to watch the race he's like, what are you doing getting up I was like six o'clock I was getting up yeah. it's like yeah man but Lewis Hamilton he might, he might win he might win <laughs> and you're like you're going away on that and uh, you're like did you get up did you get up I was like I fucking did but uh, I wouldn't get up for much that early but I, I, I'd watch the race and I like, oh yeah and it's a shame because living in Canada it's it's on so early, but back home, I guess it was easier because it was always in the afternoon, and it was like that type of Sunday afternoon when you sit down around three o'clock and watch it and watch the race. Yeah, tied up the weekend kind of right. in a sense. Yeah. Um. So, getting on to the film, then, like, oh, yeah. I was hard watching this film, um, and I just had a lot of questions about Formula One, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So I was enjoying it. I really enjoyed the characters and like. Uh, Ron Howard's a good director, so it just sets up it from the beginning, like you know, it sets up the rivalry from the start. You have this fucking playboy, bad boy, whatever, and then this fucking dedicated by the rules, mm. fucking straight shooter. Yeah. Um, 
But then the first question I had and I wrote down was when they started their boat in Formula 3. Mm. How many formulas are there? Do you know what I mean? Like how how yeah. low does it go? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, it, it, yeah. How, how do they start? Oh, it sorry, it, it starts from karting, and it starts from real young ages. So, uh, karting, they will be four or five. I mean, I know Lewis started at the age of I could be wrong, but I think I think it was six or seven. Says so Lewis Hamilton, he's the statistically the best uh, Formula One driver. Uh, well, that's debatable if you want to talk to proper fans, but um. They start real young, man, and it goes a lot, like a lot of people leave their homes, like uh, people in South America or America leave to move to Europe, to move to England and to race in the likes of Formula Ford or you'd have Formula Vauxhall. You'd have random stuff like this that would uh, be like feeder series into the big players, which would be, you know, then you might have Formula, for, you, you start with Formula V, I think it's V, yeah. So, so it would like be that. like, it would be like a sense like boxing in a sense that like because oh, yeah. you know like a lot of boxers like unless you get into it at an early age yeah you're not you're gonna be playing catch up 100 that's and that's it like that's why it, it, from the get-go if you're not winning and if you're not in a cart figuring out the breaking points figuring out where to accelerate off the apex coming out of the corner you're at i think on nothing like so um yeah and definitely the feeder series gets in there now there is the controversial thing uh I mean, it draws a lot of money. It draws a huge amount of sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of billionaires or playboy uh, daddies with a lot of money, basically, would buy spots and their sons would get in. And there's a lot of gentleman drivers, I mean, is what they call it. That's interesting about the, this film, though, because both of the characters come from yeah. money. Oh, yeah. They? Oh, yeah. Like, so, yeah. which is interesting because, like, in most films, the underdogs are always poor and they walk yeah. away up. But both of these main characters come from riches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, and would, would, um, what's your man, Lowry? Am I saying that right? Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda, sorry. Yeah. Nicky Lauda. Would have he been considered, would these have been considered gentleman drivers? Or would Lauda definitely been considered? Because he bought himself in. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So would he have been considered like, because from what I got from it, Hunt comes in and he's been working his way up. Yeah. He's working his way up. He's working his way up. So, and then Lauda comes in and just buys into Formula One. Yeah, yeah. So would he have been considered one of these gentleman drivers? It's, it's, I mean, it goes back to the history. I mean, of Formula One, it starts with, this This has always been happening. To get to get a spot, to get somewhere is you need to pay to get in or you need money. You need, you, you need talent, but you also need it. So um, nearly the majority of them, people on the current grid right now and even the 70s and they need money unless you have money you're 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 not going to get a seat because parts are so expensive everything is so expensive and the 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 day of people like starting off with nothing and getting a seat is kind of gone it kind of finished with lewis like lewis's father had held three jobs and yeah everyone talks about how that's amazing you know the father getting there and he did 100 percent. but he got backing from the age of i think 10 or around there Got backing from McLaren, and after that, on the again. Yeah, but Carton again, man. Yeah, around there. And like when you say Carton, is this like because I'm picturing go karting the like, little motor ones, the yeah. little motor ones. Yeah, yeah. But like, like, are there like competitions for that? Oh, ma- huge, really. And so it's like funny under tens, under oh, yeah, and yeah, under. Yeah. And yeah, like you look at any of the old photos, you see all the young lads holding the little cups and the little trophies, and they're so young, and you're like. 
God, these fuckers are driving faster than. Yeah. But uh, and I'm sorry to get because like people are probably paying for the film, but like the whole film is about this. Oh yes, and I've I'm no like I'm so fascinated by this because. This is, like you said, there's like a whole world here that I was unaware of. Like, I knew about it. Hmm. And I think that really speaks to the film as well. And, like, if anybody who hasn't seen it, I suggest looking at it because it really makes... Well, it made me, in any way, want to know more about this. Like, because that was the first question I had. Like, you know, you have these characters and they're set up great. But then I'm just like, Formula 3, they're starting in Formula 3. Yeah. How many formulas are there? Yeah. Like, because in my understanding, I get there's different leagues, but I just, you don't know how deep it goes, you yeah. know? Oh, it goes so deep, but it, it, it just goes, it's, everything is a feeder series. It kind mm. of, everything will feed into one. But, uh, yeah, all these, all these lads started with, you know, I mean, Hunt got the backing of that Lord Heskett fella. And uh, Nicky had to go through the banks to get his money. And Louder, yeah. Yeah, so Nicky Lauda had to go through the banks to get the, the money. But you need the money to get the seat, basically. Right, okay. So then the film's going on, and I like how they're kind of two different... Um, Contrasting. Yeah, like he's... Hunt is kind of like just the raw talent. Yeah. Emotional. Yeah. And Lauda is very smart. Which, so he goes in, and he knows how the machine works. Would many drivers know that? Like, so when he asks them to make their parts, switch the parts to yeah. magnesium, yeah, yeah, is that a common thing now? Like, did he start that trend? You know what I mean? So, like, he because he said he could feel the car when he's in it and stuff, mm. like, he was blessed with what did he say? He blessed with a great arse, with a great yeah, arse, yeah. yeah, to know exactly what was wrong How with the it car because yeah. you're sitting on, on your ass. And so, what yeah. uh, would most cars parts be made of magnesium now? Oh man, you 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 wouldn't like the the material science that's gone into Formula One. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know myself. Like uh, some of the I know Inknel was used in the eighties. That's a real tough material. Like there's such such very different types of materials that are put into these uh, engine blocks, and you have a hybrid era at the moment. But yeah, there's so much different things. But uh, but back then magnesium probably would have been big wasn't it yeah like when he was coming in the 70s because that's what i've seen like in the film he's yeah. like i just tried doing a magnesium and they're like yeah carbon fiber wasn't even introduced that was introduced in the 80s so uh yeah i mean there's so much different uh things that had to go in but uh to answer your question about the nikki star uh, in my opinion 100 percent, nikki changed the game when it came to downloading the track and understanding the how the car set up i mean he was the the queen bee basically when it came to setup of cars and the movie does so well of portraying that i mean you remember the scene with him in the car with clay rigazzoni and he was like i'm better at setting up the car than you and faster than you and he, he knew it because he was i mean so much the standard so much nowadays is because of in my opinion anyway is because of nicky look i'm very biased because I, i'm a big fan of nicky lauda but he definitely set the set the ball okay so like spoilers well, that's not really spoilers because, like, mm. I mean, they don't really answer the question, like, of, like, you know, head on, head on, who's going to win? Oh, yeah. Because you, know? yeah. you don't really, because there's circumstances happen in yeah. one race that fucks up Hunt and there's circumstances. Mechanical like, failures. Know, mechanical. And yeah. So who do you think was the better driver, Nicky or Hunt? In my opinion? In your opinion. That's a good question because you're looking at raw talent, raw talent. Or, or you're looking at the, the the professional, the professor way of looking at And also, at like, as the film paints them, like, they're yeah. such different personalities. Such different. Which yeah. makes it brilliant, which makes the film very good yeah. because it's such this explosion of, like, mm. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it does it so well. But to answer your question, who do I think the best driver of it? Def- definitely would, would be Nicky because of what he did even after the movie. But I guess we can get into that later. But uh, he definitely would be... Uh, I mean, if, if Nicky didn't... I, I know spoilers, I guess. Whoever looks at the looks up Nicky Lauder, they'll see his, his face and his burns. But if he didn't have that crash... He would have he would have won the season, yeah. I mean he, he would have he had seventy four, he would have got he would have had seventy five, seventy six, and he had the next season as well. You know, he, he, he says he was he was on a roll. He was on a roll, yeah. Definitely yeah. would be Nicky. James was I you know, I've I've only seen clips, but it seems to me Jane his nickname was James uh, Hunt the Shunt. You know, he was such a hit and miss. He would he'd always he'd go for a gap and he he doesn't care if he'd hit you hit you, drive you off the track, which was just so reckless, especially back then because as we said, and how, as the movie does, I mean, lies were just were just taken so fast. One in every or every season, two people died. I mean, imagine wow. you going to work uh, tomorrow and knowing that a twenty percent chance that you could die. It's good because the film gets into that. I mean, I like how the way he does it. Um, it's like he jumps the narrative from both yeah. of them. Like so, it starts off with Nikki being the narrator a little bit, then it jumps to Hunt. Then it jumps back to Nikki. Then it jumps to Hunt. Then it jumps back, mm. and then they kind of lose that narrative thing until the end. Yeah, and you just kind of get into it, which I like because I'm just like it's a way of both of them introducing the characters. But they do get into that psyche, um, and I, it's funny because I think I they're very much like I got that celebrity vibe off them, like you know, like and it's like two different, like even big actors, like Hunt, someone that loses himself to the intoxication of it all oh yeah like he's a party animal he's mad about drugs yeah. he's mad about his women um and then nikki is just so like laser focused here to he's, do the game be more like a daniel day lewis yeah yeah exactly like a daniel day lewis and um 100 nothing less like, and yeah. hunt would be more like a leonardo DiCaprio. yeah yeah that's, a, that's uh, I, I don't know. Leo probably doesn't party that much. Maybe in his younger days, he probably does. Uh, <laughs> he's a bit, bit more of a party animal. Uh, I don't know. Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. That, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, your man, the uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Th- Jr., that fella, back in the day, he was a bit of a... Which fella? The Iron Man fella. What's his name? Oh, Robert uh, Downey. Ro- yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the a good one. The photo of him party. going to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, the the lifestyle back then, man, it was a uh, was very uh, was was there to be taken. The you know the parties was it seemed like like cause you were this top top fella and you're winning all these races with the champagne and everything like that. Uh, the definitely the lifestyle was there, and it probably was. I mean, I don't know, but I'd say whether if you wanted it, it was there. If you didn't, you know, you could do the Nicky Dowder way and seem to be so cold and get the job done. But never really had any crack, really, I guess, or any fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he says at the end of the film, he's like, he's the your man Hunt was the only person he ever envied. Yeah. Oh, like, because your man was still alive. Is he still alive, Nicky Lambert? No, unfortunately, uh, Nicky died in uh, 2019. So, he, oh, yeah, I just remember seeing that. Yeah. So, but he was alive for this film, and anyway. He was, yeah, yeah. So, when it came out, uh, he, I remember, I read his autobiography, um, and when he came out, uh, he he spoke about how amazing the movie showed the uh, the two characters and how amazing, like he was very proud of the movie. Um, and I do know that Daniel um, Brule, Brule uh, he had to he followed Nikki around for for six months 
following him and taking notes and uh, basically trying to impersonate him. And, and Nicky speaks about it in his book, spoke about how irritating the fellow was. But that's what Daniel was trying to do. That's why he, he was trying to see Nicky in his positive and Nicky in his negative. negative. And most of the time he was that angry kind of character. But uh, it's uh, from the uh, book and um, people quotes, people say that, uh, you know, he did have the fun side as well. And he did speak about the movie. He was like, ah, I wasn't that bad. I mean, I did have fun when fun was that was was there to take. And I did enjoy it. But I think James definitely did it more you know definitely lived yeah. it up because he, he he died at a young age man like 45 that that was right yeah like that's that's a young age man it's like 100 percent. like he but he lit he lived it up in fairness to him i he guess lived every day like his last didn't he he did and you know maybe some people can take that away is that the way you meant to do it or yeah it, yeah so and it's definitely interesting that he was involved. Like, imagine that's so surreal of someone making a film about your life. Yeah. Like, so surreal. Yeah. And you're just like, do you think, so like, from videos you've watched of uh, Nicky and like, reading his biography, do you think he did a good job? Of portraying? Of portraying? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was scary. Well, from, I mean, I remember the day that he died. Actually, I was in work, and I remember seeing the the notification. I'm not, I remember stopping, going, "Jesus!" But he 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 was sick prior to that. But uh, with his lungs and stuff. Um, but I I I think from I watched a lot of his interviews. I mean, he he always said it exactly how it is, and I, I was a big fan of Nicky back watching when I was watching. But I do think, yeah, he portrayed him so well. So even I obviously I wasn't watching in the seventies, but but he portrayed it so well. But a lot of people said. Uh, it was scary watching James Hunt, watching uh, Chris Hemsworth because how well he portrayed James, James Hunt. Hunt. Some people are like this. This is creepy. How well it did. Really? Done it. Yeah. I mean, he hit the nail on the head with the wearing the no shoes and the with the speaking and the apparently a big one was the 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 head gestures and the hand gestures it was real like uh like that's how James does it. Like that's how he, how he spoke. And if you watch any of his interviews, it's 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 weird how well. You know, the acting is really, so really, good. really good. Also, they look so alike. Oh, especially uh, Marlena, Nikki's Nikki's wife. I mean, uh, it, was, it was crazy uh, how fucking close they looked like, you know? Yeah. It was weird, but yeah. I know. I So I, I did read up a little bit on, like, how factual it was. And obviously in the film, they play up their rivalry. Mm. So they were actually much more friendly in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they even were flatmates for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but... That's, I mean, some people have said to me, like, oh, but it's not really that true. Is it? Well, that's what the sport was. It took it from, like, they did hate each other for that period. For but it was, it was yeah, sport. for the sport. But there was no, like, like hatred outside Cyber. of the sport. They were friends. And there's just some great photos of them having, laughing and stuff like that. And they did share a flat. And they were definitely, you know, a yin and yang. Yin and yang. And it, it just, there was a, a scene where, uh, I read in his book where they needed a manager to come in, one of the managers to come in and separate them because they just weren't, they were like basically going to go to blows over, I mean, I think it was a tiny little detail. It was so small and uh, they're basically going to eat the fucking head off each other because, uh, you know. Did, did that happen like that actual thing in the race though, like when Hunt won in Spain? 
yeah. and then Nikki rats him out. Five eighths of an inch. Yeah, five eighths. That actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, it was all sorry. Yeah, five eighths. It was um, like there's the it's an inch too big or something. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's so common. There's that happens a lot. I mean, I think I don't know. Like, who knows if Nikki was the person who spotted it? I mean, I don't think. But does it? Does it? Does it really affect it? So, like, coming from a mechanical view, like, like, is that just bullshit? No, I mean, the, those FIA write these technical rules and, like, you have to follow them to a T. And the reason why teams get ahead is because you have amazing brains uh, working in the engineering department who find these loopholes. So, in McLaren at the time, someone must have found something was like, oh, they took an advantage here. But uh, small, tiny advantages is like, you know, an inch makes a mile, basically. So, oh, they'll take okay. it, they'll take a... I, do you think that the film itself encaptured so like say when um, there's a scene when Hunt is lying on his back Chris Hemsworth lying yeah, on his back yeah, such and, a he's, and he's imagining himself doing Monaco stuff, Grand Prix know, yeah, yeah. Is, would that I'm assuming that's what like that's normal to go to like did it, you do feel like it encaptured what the drivers really try and do yeah. what they put in and everything or so I've read uh, Jackie Stewart's book, uh, and he spoke. Who would Jackie Stewart be? Sorry, Jackie Stewart is probably he's a Scottish uh, racing driver, uh, and he's kind of like the face of um, in of the eighties and the seventies. Uh, he was a really talented driver, three time world champion, I think. Um, but uh, I read his book, and he's just a really talented driver, and he explained in great detail about the reasons why they had to go through that mentalized the visualization of the track is because the cars are living on the edge so especially around then so close to it if they missed the gear or if they went up one blown transmission you know if they if it went shot down into too much they you know the revs would go up too high you'd spin out spin out and in that time you could hit a tree and you know you could die so they had to know exactly the cornering speed the the gear ratio that they needed to go into and Sometimes they'd even tell the mechanics, he was like, no, take this, take first gear out, put it here, take second gear out, put it in this ratio, uh, you know, and all this type of work that needed to be done. So visualization back then was was 100%. You needed to be doing that. Not so much nowadays because of uh, the safety aspect, which is good. Technology is Yeah, and everything is so, is so much safer. Has, has the safety... Because obviously the film doesn't hold back. No, it like really there's doesn't. definitely a moment like when he goes to hospital. They don't hold back, like showing the sh- showing the sh- uh, all the shit. Like when they're like getting the shit out of his lungs, mm. and they're like sticking that thing down. Like they don't hold back. No, like, they really they really show the gruesomeness of it. But the crashes oh. as well. Like I winced at some of it, and like. Yeah. When they pull him out and they're doing the surgery on him mm. and taking the stuff and his screams and stuff. I mean, the camera work alone in that scene. How did they do that? I mean, it looks so realistic. Very with the pipe going down. I mean, I just, I, I was the same. You know me, Kevin. I wouldn't be, yeah, yeah uh, scream. I wouldn't be watching that. Like, uh, so, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it really does uh, show how gruesome it was back there. Like a lot of the times. Uh, uh, as I said, I read Jackie Stewart's book, and he spoke about seeing his friends decapitated, decapitated and uh, yeah, and the, and the smell when the the fires because this is high octane fuel. It's basically jet fuel, and when that thing goes, that 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 fucking lights up, like, boom. you know, boom. So uh, the smelling of the the burning bodies and stuff like that, because um, you know, sometimes this the harnesses were just 
were, were doing their job, but sometimes they needed to get out fast enough and uh, they weren't able and the fuel the fuel would just burn them, toast them. Oh my God, man, like I'm just, because like, the, the, the film does well getting into the mindset of like yeah. a racer. Like I think that does really well, but like you had you had to have had a death wish. Oh, what did he say? He was like a men driving cars, dreamers, you know, to, uh, to chasing after each other. You know, it was just such a. It was such a death wish. Like I, I couldn't. For me, I, I couldn't understand why someone would would do that. You know, I mean, obviously the love of the sport, but uh, it seems so reckless. I, I think after a four, like I think if I was doing it. I understand the appeal. Oh yeah, I oh think yeah. From going on, the lifestyle. No. <laughs> not, not, yeah, the lifestyle alone, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, and like, look, I know it's not a comparison, but the only thing that I could compare to would be like playing a match or like going on stage. Oh, okay, yeah, so like, yeah. You know, like, and it's not a comparison because it's life and death. But I, no, that's it's fair, the only yeah. thing I can think of in my brain to rationalize it to like a buzz that you get. Like, you know okay, what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like you're walking on a lion. And obviously, if you mess up on stage, you're not going to fucking die. Yeah. But you, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know, and there is there is that buzz. Like, you know, you're like, I'm on the edge here. Like, I'm messing it. And but, so I can imagine in a racing car, hmm. I think it must become an addiction. Like, I mean, get on that buzz of like being fat, like so fast that you're going to like. I, I would see it as an addiction. And that's what I feel like it was for Hunt, maybe. 100%. I mean, you described that perfectly. So, yeah, dead right. Um, I mean, the speeds these cars were doing it. back then. Like, could you imagine, like, 180 miles an hour going down a straight? I mean, some they're taking corners that we would travel on a fucking motorway. I mean, they're just taking it, and they're trusting the mechanical grip of the car. They're trusting the aerodynamics of the car that will hold it to the road. And they're just going so fast. And the speed that they're going at, it's just crazy. And especially the locations that they go to as well. That's a huge aspect. The yeah. locations, especially around Europe, the, some of the circuits are just amazing. And like you, that, that one they call the graveyard. Is that still going? Well, actually, uh, an interesting fact that they, they got that. That's not actually true. It's not actually called the graveyard. It's called uh, Jackie Stewart, who I made reference earlier. He he was the person nicknamed that the, the green hell. I don't know why they called it the graveyard. Maybe just for movie purposes. But um. No, that anyone can drive on that uh, that track, uh, and if you remember, there's a few by racers at home that have the Nurburgring stack of the, the sticker at the back of the car to show that they maybe went. Who knows if they have or they haven't? But um, that anyone can go and drive around the the Norschleiger, I think that's what it's called. But that that track uh, is still there. But uh, over two hundred people died or something like that. I mean, crazy. That's crazy, man. Um, yeah, that track is. Uh, is an iconic track because uh, a lot of testing goes on there at the moment. There's not that much racing. There is a super GT Porsche, Porsche race there sometimes, but sometimes they've limited the speed on some of the straights. So uh, right. because of how dangerous it is. Yeah. 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 But it, it's a, it's an iconic track. Uh, they have an F1 track there, but it's not, it doesn't go into the old circuit. It goes through the, they rebuilt the, the circuit. Yeah. On there. So because the film is, Obviously, set in the seventies. Yeah. Does it still encapture what Formula One is about today? Like, does it still show the same, like, like the vibe that it has, and like what it puts across that this is the sport? Do you think that it's 
a good representation of the sport or is it a negative representation of the sport? Because there's a lot of death, there's a lot of things on it. I, I don't know. Like I like I suppose it's good. Like, I guess and answer me on question. My opinion is I suppose it's good because it got me so interested in it. Yeah. But what do you think? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good way, you know, of describing. I'm hundred percent. It showed. I mean, any true fan, you you know, you need to know the origins of the of the sport that you're interested in. I mean, it's it's well and good to pay attention to what's going on now, but to really dive in is to figure out how this started like how got the who got the ball rolling and what actually happened so i just thought ron howard did such a good way of portraying like what this dangerous sport was like but then you can pause it there and have a look in the 2020 season and fair enough there was a huge crash that happened in the 2020 season that i remember watching and thinking that this fellow this driver who drove for Haas hit the wall burst into flames and i remember looking at it going Roman Grosjean is dead like I'm watching live thing and he's dying right now wow. but uh luckily he he survived that he was he did have to leave the season early and finish it out but uh, in hospital but um yeah as in he was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, like, like Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, crash racing, crash, crash racing. racing, crash racing. But there's no, there's no uh, rockets in, in Formula One, unfortunately. <laughs> as you pointed out to me yeah. a few times. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely, I, I definitely think the Ron Howard did such a good way of like kind of showing like how dangerous it was. But then you can look at it now and go, oh well, here's Formula One now, and it has its pro, uh, pros and cons. Same with what I had in the seventies. I mean. Back then, it was very um, uh, cars broke down a lot. Cars all because they were testing the limit every single time. They were testing new materials. They were testing all these different types of stuff, and testing was a, such a big driving force that cars broke down a lot. So it was kind of like, oh, you might be driving a McLaren, but you could be in the ditch because it, it would be breaking. Right. And I had a question there. What was it? Um... And yeah, so would this be like you're saying? You have to go back to the history. Would this be like one of the first biggest rivalries? Like, would this be? Do you know what I mean? Like, was there big racers before these two? Yeah. Or would these have been like? I I don't want to keep coming back to boxing, but like I guess no, boxing, boxing thing. is a good way. Like, yeah. You know, like so you had Rocky Marciano, and then after Rocky Marciano, you had Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, and then you had Tyson. Yeah, and you had Mayweather. Obviously, there's lots of different. Now you have Canelo. Yeah, 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 like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like a building, 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 building. Yeah. Like would would have these would would Nicky have been like like that? Like, or but was there like was Nikki like Muhammad Ali and was there a Rocky Marciano? Before? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, was there like that? Hundred percent. So, um, there was a fella from Argentina, one Mal Fangio. Fangio, I'll just call him that. I can't think of the name. I butchered it. But uh, he he drove um he drove back then in the in the fifties and um little speed racers. Was it? Like oh man, you should look. Ones, have that. a look at the cars. They're like bathtubs, basically. <laughs> That's and, what I was yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah. And they have the. I mean, the listeners are obviously picturing it right now. They have the helmet and the glasses on. You know on. what I bet yeah. Do you remember that fucking TV show, Catch the Pigeon? That's how they used to drive in the dark around their faces. Yeah, but you have your Fangio and then you have uh, you, you always have your icons. And boxing is actually a really good way of describing it because like you see the rise of Canelo at the moment, uh, and uh it's kind of like 
it's like Lewis uh, uh, at the rise. And, you know, then I know not to want about boxing again, but uh, if Garcia on the way up and it's kind of like you have young Mick Schumacher on the way up as well. So it seems like there's always that up, up and coming, coming star. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The, are you happy that they choose? So like, obviously, from what you said, there was like a lot of different stories to do, and I think they told the story well. Do you are you happy that they chose this pairing to this story? Oh, hundred percent. Because of um, so to touch on it, like Nikki, what Nikki's done for the sport afterwards was was huge, and I, I think to answer your question is is yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a, a movie about two icons. I mean, started off with with the two best ones, like yeah, definitely James Hunt and uh, even though it, it didn't go on for so long, like like some of the older ones, like as I said earlier, like the Rossberg and Hamilton battle that happened in the in two thousand thirteen and around then, uh, definitely, but uh, this one was more cut short because the next season after the seventy six season when the movie obviously the movie ends after that, uh, James was nowhere to be seen, so it kind of died out. It kind, kind of died, died out. out, yeah. So, but definitely to bring it back around, yeah, definitely because it just showed, uh, how, how harsh the players can be and how how brutal they can be towards each other. I mean, what like the opening scene was so good. I mean, James there looking, looking fly, taking all, you know, taking photos and with the women, you know, before and then Nikki just sitting there staring at. Him. Yeah. He's like, whatever, what what type of weather, what type of tires you want, just like. What's Hunt doing? What's he doing? He's like, he's on wet. Stay on wet. Like, whatever he did, we're going to do the same. Interesting. And it just showed um, the rivalry. The rivalry. And it did so well. Like, one of the scenes, because we haven't, like, we talked about the film. Like, if people are listening, they're like, you know what we talk about the film? (laughs) Fuck off. This is what I find interesting. And it is about the film, I think. It's all about the racing and it's what interested me. But one of the scenes in the film that I thought was good was when Nikki comes out of the surgery first time. So spoilers, watch the film, no care. Nikki crashes and then he gets horribly burnt on his yeah. face. Man, it burns and, like that. Those burns. And I mean, he could have come out a lot worse. He could have, yeah. Like, you know, he could have came out like, yeah, he, like yeah. now, like when in his older ages, when I looked him up, he just looks like an average old, old flick. Yeah, that's true. You know true. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the good scene, I think, is like, when his wife comes in to see him first uh, yeah. and she's just kind of speechless yeah. and it really did make me feel like I know there's, there's then that scene and you and I know you said that that didn't happen where the report is like do you really think your marriage can survive mm. when you looking like that but that's very human everybody was going to be thinking like oh, I was thinking that 100%. like and that's exactly what you'd be thinking wouldn't you like oh, if yeah. you were in a boring thing and you had a wife and you'd be like I'm looking like this. Yeah, how are you going to be able to, like, kiss me? Yeah, or, like, yeah. how are you going to find me attractive? Where's your ear gone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's true, though. Like, yeah, yeah. and I, I like that. I think, like, obviously in real life, <laughs> as we were saying, um, like, they, they were together for a while, a couple of years, weren't they? Like, 15 years or something. Yeah, but yeah. Then Nikki left. Left her. his wife and ran off for the young one. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's like, a bio. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, yeah. I, I like look I don't know it, whatever but if your wife sticks with you true, true that, that like, yeah. like come on man and and give like given the fact that like what he'd been through and she stuck with him all that I remember like I was watching it with Roshi and she was like and she left him and he left her 
after what she'd been through. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you have to think about her. The, the, the thing is, like, it, well, I thought the movie did so well. It, it showed the two sides of, like, yeah, it shows the driver, but it also shows the fallout of their relationship. Yeah, I mean, the people that it, like exactly. anything, it affects, it affects other people as well. And, and it uh, almost was like a drug addiction. Yeah. And how I had the fallout. With hunting his well, one. hunting his yeah. one, and yeah. like, I felt like, yeah, he, I thought, well, from Hunt's character, and obviously in real life, we know he was never gonna settle down with one. No. I don't think I, they I, wanted him to to do that, so it would kind of settle him more uh, and become that kind of like a iconic driver to, to keep winning. But I mean, do you think if they had a stick together and had it worked out like in real life or like in the film, do you think he? It would have stabled him. No, definitely Hunt was just, just a free spirit. Yeah, he was the type of character. I mean, I mean, if someone walks walks around take, like coming into business meetings wearing those shoes, I mean, I don't think there's that much. Of it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. did that. Yeah, that was the that was the thing he did. But he just advice. didn't give it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, that's it was part of his charm, wasn't it? Hundred percent. And what I think it's what like appealed to uh, a lot of people because it was like, yeah, you can take this serious, serious sport, you can take it well and do it well. I mean, he's he's a Formula One champion. I mean, he was won races. There's a load of people on the grid that haven't even got onto that fucking podium. So like, he won races and he won a world championship, and he he did what he he loved he was, doing. He was talented. He was talented. No matter what, he was still gifted because. To drive, and especially, I know I keep harping on about it, but to drive back then, you know? Different level, yeah. Different level. You could you could die, man. And your mm. friends are dying, so, like, you know. Do you think, um, do you think if Hunt had applied himself as well as, say, if Hunt had Nikki's dedication, how much better do you think he would have been? No, nah, no one would touch Lada. I think I think he was always going to be the best, and he, uh, in my opinion, like I think he was just that, uh, like the you know what what really good was like when they came to the Crystal Palace the F three race and he was like, who's that? It's like, oh, it's Nicky. He's a uh, Nicky Lauda. He's he's walking the track since five o'clock. He would do that. A lot of them do that. They would walk the track and they would. Almost download. Still lost a hunt on that one, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. Well, as he said, <laughs> it was like, oh, we could, why, you know, if we break, it's like, yeah, but, you know, we didn't. It was, everything was yeah. grand. Like, I, I won and you, you lost. And yeah, he's the last time. But no, no, Nicky was a, it was a different, uh, different player towards, towards the end. Obviously, he fell off in the, in the eighties when he came back. He retired for a bit and, and, uh, he left and he set up uh, his own airline, Lauda Airways. And then, um, How's that going? Well, actually, yeah, fairly, fairly bad because uh, he had a mad, you know, here a massive crash. Uh, loads of people died in Thailand. Oh, Jesus, yeah, when was yeah. this? Uh, in the in the eighties, I think. But Jesus maybe if, the, if I'm wrong with that, the Stick listeners to the can correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he set up a he set up his own air. Uh, that's why it was really good at the end when they showed him getting in the plane. Right. But he set up his own air air um air. Uh, Do you think it was Hunt's fault? Alright, so like that's that's just because I know it's based in real life, so thing. But in the film, do you think it was Hunt's fault that Nikki got injured? So, the fact that he kind of swayed the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd say if 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 a lot of them people were just to be kind of more realistic and see the bigger picture, because I mean, I think even so much people can relate to this. They're like, oh, that won't happen to me. That won't happen to me. It's like, oh, I see all this stuff happening, but that won't happen to me. And I think the mentality back then was, 
whereas James very much had that was like oh it won't happen to me so let's let's just race Nicky I mean because Lauda held the record for the Nürburgring ring at the time so he, he as he said in the movie he was like you know so it's in my advantage to race but uh, he was just that step ahead he was just that more clued in to be able to well do you not think that like if it was that much of a big deal yeah could have just not fucking raced like so like like I don't think it was Hunt's fault oh really no because I was talking to Dara about this because in the film, like Hunt's like, no, I want to race, and Nikki's like, I don't think we should race. Like, if Nikki doesn't want to race, he doesn't have to race. He doesn't have yeah. to fucking race. Do you know what I mean? So Nikki's yeah. basically saying, I'm not comfortable with racing. Yeah. So everybody shouldn't race. Mm. Everybody else is like, no, I want to race. So if Nikki's not comfortable with the racing, don't race yourself. Like Hunt didn't make him race. Yeah, but he definitely swayed the room. He swayed the room. Yeah. But he didn't make him race. He didn't put a gun. He to his wasn't head. like, yeah, yeah. you need to race. It's Nikki's choice, like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, he still has fucking free will. 100%, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm going, what? And so he like, showed that. Yeah, in... he showed that, like, like, you know, that's the exact point. Mm. At the end, he did that. If he had done that, yeah. what he believed, then he would have been fucked, like, he wouldn't have been fighting. But that's, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was Hunt's fault. Oh, like, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, to, to, to just go in, like, the pressure these drivers would put on always oh, yeah. huge, especially. For their backers? Oh yeah, especially to be driving a Ferrari, like you know. So Ferrari's fans in Italy are called the Tifosi, and they are, they are, for example, kind of like the hooligans in in English soccer, like you Would know. They? Oh, they're like. Would they be like? Is that like a whole other thing? Would like fans go against fans and like? Oh and yeah, shit? yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially shit. in Italy, man, that is a religion. It's it's serious stuff, and like especially so Enzo they touch on that in the film as well. Yeah, yeah, and Enzo was alive back then. So Enzo Ferrari, he was he's the. He's founder of Ferrari. He's died now in since, but in in the eighties. But um, like the pressure he put on his drivers, and he actually got a lot of backlash from the media because he very much made drivers look like uh, pawns. And it, it showed that in the movie when Nicky had his accident. By the time he was on the way to the hospital, Somebody they had a new driver. new driver. I mean, they Ferrari especially made it look like they were just pawns, light bulbs, switch them in and out, and. Uh, it's people's lives. So the pressure that they put on the drivers was huge. So I understand what you're saying. That definitely, um, definitely, yeah, uh, he could have, he didn't have to race, but it's also very much so that like, you know, there was kind of a gun to the head of kind of like, well, you need to race or else you don't get paid. And you don't have a seat. What else are you going to do? You've no talent, you've no education. So you are racing. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. did happen a lot. I mean, I just really can't believe I'm really you know, I'm really happy it was a true story yeah like what at the end because at that last race I had no clue yeah, what happened so but also I, I was very much aware that I was like this is a true story so they can't do any film bullshit do you know what yeah, I mean like yeah. they can't do like a heroic ending yeah. game they have to do what, what happened, happened. Yeah, yeah like they like they there's films that have like done um, I can't remember what's on the matter. I think one of them was Coach Carr or something. Or like, oh, you know, yeah, all those movie. sports films. Like, you know, and then they like, they play the semi-final and they win the semi-final. Yeah. And, like, we all cheer. Big, big <laughs> but then like, it has like this little right, they went on to the final and they lost. Do you know what I mean? So there's lots of sports films like this that showed the badness of the thing. So I was like, fuck, neither of these could win here. I actually mm. thought, do you know, when Hunt winks at you, when your man nods at Hunt, yeah. the other fella in the room, I was like, he's going to fucking win. Yeah. He's going to take it away from Hunt. Yeah. 
But I was really pleasantly surprised. And that actually happened. He got third and he got one. Like, he was literally just like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it, yeah. And he did it. By a single point as well. I mean, like, the he, he won that race and he won the champion by, by a single point. I mean, that just shows. It's a great story. Like, that's, I mean, that's like, that's Hollywood stuff. Like, stranger than fiction. Oh, yeah, I yeah. You couldn't write that. Could like, write. When, I, when that was happening, I was like, fucking hell. And this is the drama that happens in Formula 1. This yeah. stuff happens all, all the time. All the time, does man? it? Just yeah. like that by the skin of the teeth and stuff. Maybe not so much winning championships, but winning races or like kind of, you know, so stuff are so close. Like, talking if, like... If Mickey went back out, do you think he would have won? He was behind. No, I'd say, I'd say Hunt had it. Hunt he, had it. He had it in his mind. He, he had it. I'm going to win this no matter what. Right. This this is my title. I fought so hard for this. I mean, I've like lost. He didn't know if he was going to race in the '76 season, you know, with uh, Heskett Racing pulling out. So I felt like he's been through so much. It seemed, and especially you could see it in him with the, you know, he he tried so hard for this season. I think he was going to win no matter what. Yeah. It just seemed so so determined. I mean, it's so hard not to like Hunt's character because like he has that. He's the bad boy that everybody loves. Yeah. Like when his fucking wife leaves him then and then he's like, oh. what you want in the fucking and then the and the airplane. Back her, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he like just stare. But then he has and then you're just like, oh fuck. And then he just goes into winning. Mm. And he's just like, fuck this. I don't give a bollocks. Yeah. I'm gonna be so aggressive now. I'm just gonna fly through people. And it's like I think that that was real, like in real life. Oh yeah. It looks like I mean the movie is like it looks like oh oh I don't care, but he's hurt, man. He's hundred oh, percent. Oh, yeah, he's deaf. That's how he dealt. But that's like how a lot of people like that's the only way you knew how to deal with problems. That drink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sex. Exactly. Like it just uh, the addiction from hopping from one to the other. But um yeah, I'd say I'd say when that when shit hit the fan, I'd say he was ready. He was like, Well, this is the only thing I can control right now at the moment. It seems like everything's kind of falling apart. Is winning winning races, mm-hmm. winning those points. So, For yeah. Thing, yeah. Right, well, let's get on to some uh, quick-fire questions, shall we? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so, um, standout performance. This is a tricky one. I mean, I definitely think uh, Chris Hemsworth was was so good to play playing Hunt. I mean, he, it's it seems so realistic. It, I think he just did it so well with the kind of, like, that, that posh English accent. I mean, he, he came from... What like home and away, didn't he? Like he's he, Australian. Yeah, like I mean, he, like he came from such like, and he played it so well. Yeah. The way like the the head movement and the kind of like, uh, it seemed like he was, you know, like he was actually James Hunt. Obviously, Probably that's watched his... like a lot of fucking footage. I say. Yeah, oh, I'd say so. Yeah, the like the, the detail they must have gone into. I think uh, his his brother, um, what's the brother's name? Um, Liam. He, he tried out for the role as well. They're right? always going yeah, against each yeah. other for roles. Your man Liam went for fucking Thor as well. Yeah, but didn't the... I, I, I'm nearly certain of that. But uh, I, I, what's the movie where they doesn't Liam play Thor in, in Ragnar? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he finally yeah, got yeah, to... Yeah, he finally got to the young, dirty, funny, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gas. I mean, um, I definitely think uh, if I was going to say it was definitely Hemsworth because it was just so... It seems so good the way he he portrayed James Hunt because it's not I it's not an easy character to play to be able to to be living on the edge so much but also to be you know being the one of the best drivers of, the, of that season you know yeah um character you most relate to oh 
character I most relate to. God, do I even want to relate to any of them? <laughs> uh, Bubbles, the engineer, if anyone. Because <laughs> he was actually, he was, he was a phenomenal engineer. But um, I mean, I'd like to say, I'd, li- I'd like to say Nicky because uh, he's a huge, I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan. Like, very um, clinical. Very clinical. Just the way he was so uh, determined how to do this. Like, uh, like, I need to get a job done, get the job done. And it doesn't matter what the repercussions are. I don't know if I'm necessarily like that, but definitely, I, I definitely think that in relation to getting the job done. But like, Nikki, Nikki was a, you know, the movie definitely did portray it well, but he did, he did enjoy himself as well. I mean, a lot of times, he had a lighter side. Yeah, he did. I mean, he did drink it. The movie was like, oh, he never drank, he went home. But like, that wasn't necessarily true as well. He definitely did have the crack when he needed to have it. But that determined, that kind of like, determination to win that was that was him true and true yeah Interesting. definitely i i think i'd like to say nikki but yeah no. people who know me might say that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no i think that's i could see that um favorite scene favorite scene oh, i i just think the last scene was so good the music alone uh, even the last scene of the two lads together yeah in the airport, in the airport. i i really really liked that. i mean the i'd say that definitely did not happen because what are the chances of that happening but the maybe it's loosely based in true events but um i just thought it was so nice the way it kind of tied it up because it showed that yin and yang kind of things like no matter what like nikki was still he was flying the plane be to practice for the next season he was learning the plane to learn to because i helped him drive that's what he said well james was getting on a private jet to go party somewhere yeah. like i mean i just thought it was so well it, sh- it kind of summed it all up and uh he, he did he did ask the question because uh you know he's like you need to prove to people that uh you only won because of what he's like because of the crash he's like he still put his life on the line when it mattered and he won the race while nicky retired yeah he retired the car so you know james won so uh because of uh, because of nicky retiring the car you know but uh, i definitely think the and the music alone in, in that last scene, the way he summed it up and the kind of he spoke over the, the photos, I just thought it was so good. Uh, yeah. So definitely, I think the last... What about, what about yourself? For someone who... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, usually my favourite scene is a scene that I just remember. Okay, yeah. Um, I definitely like the way they they kind of showed the inner workings of the engines. I mean, yeah, that's all. I that was another question I was gonna ask you. Like, do you know those things that are going boom, 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 yeah, boom? Pistons. Yeah, oh, the yeah, the camshafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that that's letting in the that's letting in the uh, fuel, it's letting in the air, and then that's going down through the piston and the pistons shoving it up, creating an explosion. Another explosion is going out, and that's what exa- exhaust fumes are. So that's like a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Do- I think it does it so well the way it showed. Oh yeah, the way it is like. The... I like I like the scenes where they do that. Um, I. I think it has to be some scene with even the with, crash. Like your man hunt because. I think he was. He was just very. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's not enticing. He's very every time he was on screen, I was really into him. Yeah, but I could, I understood his character a lot. Okay, you yeah, you were I mean? relatable in a sense. Like, in a sense, like I just no, I could see that. Yeah, like I got, I, I, I felt on a similar vibe to him. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I nice. like, 
I like the scene when he meets his wife, his ex-wife, for the first time, oh, and he's sitting on the floor and he's pretending yeah. to drive. I think that's it. I like that scene because it's very much if you're picking a scene to just show his entire character, that scene would work because mm, it shows him. Yeah. He really into what he's doing and he's skilled because you're seeing him doing this and he's changing gears. Like and he knows the corners. And he knows the cars and all the corners. But then this woman comes in yeah. and she's like, you don't look like a driver. And he's like, why? Because I don't have any shoes on. And yeah, I don't have yeah. a cap on. And like, what? And you're like, yeah. And he's just so casual and suave. And he's like, mm. well, do you want to get married? And did that actually happen? I mean, I think <laughs> it was in like in the space of like two weeks they got married. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, yeah. I, what, like, yeah. why all like to be doing that? Well, like, like I like, I like that scene a lot. Um, and then all the racing scenes. I mean, I really are very good. I thought the crash was so very well done. Well I I really really liked the way. Maybe it's so subtle, but um, did you did you look up the footage of the crash? The real foot. No. So the the only footage of the crash was filmed by a, a young lad and he was standing on the cliff with a tiny little camera. I, I can't think it's some of those old cameras. Yeah. A tiny little thing. And that's the only footage. But they showed it in the movie. They showed this yeah, little fella holding film. the thing. And the footage is really blurry and it's it's just basically a few pixels and then loads of flames. But um I thought it was really good the way they showed the suspension. It was suspension failure that happened uh, and he failed spawn. The ins- I liked all that stuff. And just sort of snapping. With yeah. the interior stuff and stuff. I'd say that was very interesting. For How? Look, oh, that was, because that's right up my street. I mean, that's, that's what, stuff that you want to work on, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that is somewhat of, like I, I machine Much. turbos and it does a lot of shafts and bearings and stuff like that that you need to, and there's, there is failures, of course, but um, I, yeah. I don't know about failure. Right, <laughs> your favorite line? Uh, I definitely think. I really, I really did like what he said. It was like, um, I take twenty uh, percent of, uh, I take twenty percent of, the, I will die. You know, um, if there's a twenty percent chance, I'll take the twenty percent chance that I'll die. But anything more than that, I won't do. I won't. I, I, sorry, command cover. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, right. yeah, that's a. Uh, I thought that that line was really, really good. Quite it, deep. It showed so much. It was like, I'm willing to do this much, but no more, no less, basically. And it's just basically, it shows yeah. Nikki true and true that like, like, would James do the same? Would, would Annie, would Clay Regazzoni do the same? All those rest of the fellas that are on great mustache as well. That was, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> like he did that really well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely thought. Um, How does he know it's 20%? Like, how does he calculate that? Well, I guess... <laughs> like, where's the calculations going from? <laughs> On a calculator. I don't know. Yeah, yeah just like, oh, just... Do you want to do this race, Nicky? Uh, just give us a second. Say, yeah, I'll do it, yeah. Well, what, is, it, is it raining out? Is yeah, it, oh, oh, take, yeah. Take off a bit, take off a bit. <laughs> take off a percentage. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's 21. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. What's in the telly? <laughs> uh, yeah, what's in the telly tonight? Yeah, it's 21%. We're later. We're later. Are we going to rest, aren't we? <laughs> Oh, that that's another good scene where he gets. Uh, sorry, I know I know that's not dress, but I just want to. When uh, he's driving and you one puts out the hand and she thinks, "Oh, these boys are stopping oh, for me." And they're like, oh, "I was like, oh, this is Nikki Lowe. and she hasn't she hasn't a clue who this fella is." is. Yeah, but it shows. I think it shows really well that like the fandom in. Yeah, she that. she still felt from regardless. It wasn't oh, just here he was. Well, maybe James's uh, wife. I, I can't think. Off the top of my head, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, she was an actor, a supermodel. Yeah, maybe she was more doing it for the 
The thrill aspect, yeah. You I don't know. know man. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't know. know. You wouldn't know. Um, yeah, so then the last fucking one, last question. What impact do you think this film had socially and then what did I have personally? Socially, I definitely think what I had socially was the fact that it kind of put a spotlight on the sport that I love, yeah. But uh, it put a spotlight on Formula One. But also the origins, as I kind of touched on earlier, what, what it was like for these drivers back then. You know, the the difficulties, it was just a race. And it kind of, the paving, you know, the, the, the show for these young lads coming up nowadays, like James Hunt and Nicky Lauda kind of set the standard and set the the kind of the bar to do all this dudes racing. Um, so I definitely think uh, socially it showed like the highlight, it highlighted the the global aspect of Formula One. Yeah, definitely I think that. And then personally, I don't know, man. I mean, I was always going, I'm always going to watch Formula One no matter what. It's, I mean, while this, the season's off at the moment, uh, but while it's on, I don't think uh, I'd why miss a day. You, why did you when this came out? I just came out in 2013. I started watching in 2012. Well, I was always it was always on, but I started watching it religiously. You would have been like 15 or 16, wouldn't you? About that, yeah, about that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but definitely, yeah, personally, I mean, I was always going to watch it, but uh, I think for me, it was kind of a, you know, like yourself, to be able to show you, like, look at this movie, but now look at the sport I'm watching and see what like. You like your interest is movies and you can mix the two and you can see that it can basically Hollywood it up a little bit, but it still shows the true and true what Formula One actually is. So personally I I definitely think it would give me it gave me bragging rights kind of. <laughs> but it also probably gave you a tool to be like people like yeah. they're asking you like, watch this film. Yeah. Then and, come back to and me. And then you know? come back to me. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean you you can understand to the core motorsport is just simply cars driving around tracks. But there's so much more to it, and I think the film does good. It definitely does it justice. You do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it definitely does. I mean, coming from someone that like, like, and you know, like, no, like, I'd be blatant, no interest in it before this, like, because I'd be just watching it and I'd be like, wow, they're just going around in circles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and it does look like getting it. in yeah. front, and but it definitely like watching it. I could definitely like get into it. I'd yeah. say from watching that. Um, Unfortunately, Formula One does have the tendency, and it always has, and people will complain about that. Like the likes of one team is winning, and Mercedes at the moment are winning. Kieran is um, <laughs> wearing a Mercedes t shirt. Oh, I have to wear it just He to... also has a Mercedes hat. Uh, he's always kitted out in it. <laughs> Obviously, represent. Who's your favourite uh, manufacturer? Uh, I think it would definitely be Mercedes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, would you believe that I can go real nerdy on this? I actually follow Mercedes as an engine manufacturer. Uh... So the teams that Mercedes, uh, the engine manufacturers, do, I kind of support that. As a, but that's a, that's yeah. a different story. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just one, two more quick questions, just from your own yeah. interest, not even bad film. Um, so your dream is to be what in the pit or building these cars? I mean, it started off actually before uh, when I was younger. I remember myself and my neighbor we used to build little tracks in the farmyard back home and I used to lay out tires and I would drive around and 
And I was like, yeah, this is just what I want to do. I'm going to drive. And then I got my first field car and I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And I was like, I'm going to be a driver. But no, no, I definitely, uh, I never had it. And I, I definitely, my stature doesn't allow to it. But um, so I definitely was like, I'd love to work in some aspect. And as I touched on earlier, the oh, top yeah, of the top. Yeah, any asset, like even to sweep the floors of a of a factory would be cool. But um, definitely, I, I found out that uh, I won't be an engineer. I won't definitely. I will never work in engineering in, in Formula One because because of the standard that holds and the aerodynamics that uh, that is involved. It's just it's, I think it's fluid dynamics. People can correct me if I'm wrong. Is what it's involved. But uh, I I followed the the path of machining and manufacturing, and that's and it just so happened that's one of my huge interests as well i mean we can do a, a separate podcast even just talking about that alone like manufacturing is huge and it's the reason why you know we have everything around today so my dream is to definitely work in a, a cnc shop in these uh one of CNC these shop uh, like machinists basically these uh, cnc is uh machines that basically create all the metal okay, parts. Okay, so they okay. will create the engine blocks okay cool it and is. it's a thing called they'd use all these high advanced machines like five axis machines and i'm going off in a rant but oh, now i get you yeah yeah so i definitely would like to be uh working in a shop that produces parts either for testing or for the part themselves i mean the goal of mine is to sit on an armchair and watch a race and go I, I met a part. I met yeah, a part. Yeah. Even even as a part just that's in a suspension. Just a little sticker. Yeah. <laughs> you get a sticker. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who, who's that guy? Who's the photo? Ah, let him off. Let him off. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, last two questions. You don't have to go into like, why and thing, <laughs> but I'm just curious. Yeah. First, who's your favorite driver? And then second, who do you think is the best driver of all time? Oh, I was hoping you'd ask that. <laughs> Uh, I won't. I won't go on a rant because uh, I think I've already done that before with you in, in Boston Pizza before. But uh, I, I definitely to answer your first one. Who's the best? Who's my favorite driver? Is uh, and it's not just because he's winning. It's uh, it's Lewis Hamilton. But uh, Lewis Hamilton is statistically the best driver, but he's also the most. He has the most IQ on the track. He's so clued in. Knows exactly. Uh, what oh, to do, and what I, to do. I'm a huge fanboy on. And I have no shame in saying that. Like when I watch races, I listen to Lewis's live radio in my ear while watching the race. And sometimes I'll even just be on his cam uh, camera watching Lewis race because what he can do with tire temperatures, that's a huge aspect of Formula One, but uh, what he can do is creating tire temperatures that allows him to get those seconds back up. If he is down in the grid, he will just drive just that extra bit. He can just pull out that extra tent and just that tiny bit more that so much drivers are lacking so uh lewis i know i know people were kind of like oh if anyone follows him on social media be like what's that fella at like he's a bit of a mad fan he's a bit of a yeah but uh, but he's you can talk about driving driving yeah we won't yeah, yeah talk you won't about, get into the personality thing no like or whatever because i don't know anything about it, but driving driving he's speaking, just, and that was my question speaking like, so like i remember watching clinical. yeah i remember watching one time he was going down um in monza so that was the, one of the tracks, actually, they raced in, in Rush, the Italian track. Uh, and he was going down the straight, and I was watching it live. And he, uh, On that track, it runs at the 75% open throttle. So that means flat for 75. Uh, that throttle is the opened, full, full exhaust, basically, going. And he was going down the straight, and the car was pulling up beside him. A Red Bull was pulling up beside him. And he just was, just like, the speed they're going at, and he just moved, like, an inch, the steering wheel to an inch to the right. 
that made the other driver think, oh, he's he's turning right already. But by the time that other driver, Max Verstappen, had realized what Lewis was doing, he braked because he thought he was going to keep moving to the right. But Lewis had pulled back left and had taken this real famous corner, it's called the Parabolica, and he'd taken it nearly flat out. He did, it looked like he didn't even brake. And then he, he gained, I remember watching, he gained like, I think like a quarter of a second even on, which is huge in front of him. On him, and just simply from that, from that move. Okay. The, the I, stuff like that. The IQ. I mean, yeah. The yeah, I know. Uh, we'd bring it back to boxing, I guess. But like the people talk about boxing IQ is like uh, or even like hurling. Hurling, yeah, yeah. But like under now, like certain players. Now, like yeah. certain players, you can read the game. Like I've definitely played with people before that wouldn't be the fittest, wouldn't be like but, the yeah. best players, but they can just read the game. Read the game. And like you know, it's it's definitely. I think so. I think that's a. But he, like, yeah, he, he works. Apparently, he works, like, fucking Like so. a dog. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've watched a load of, like, uh, him in the aftermath, like, uh, discussing the thing. And he's like, okay, where can we find a tent here? He's like, oh, well, you need to do this. He's like, well, what do I need to do? When do I need to do it? Why do I need to do it? And he just goes out and oh, does wow. it. Yeah. And then uh, the best driver of all time yeah, uh, is Jim Clark. So Jim Clark was a Scottish driver. Um he died in a Formula 3 race, unfortunately. Yeah, back in, uh, oh, I can't think of the year. I think it was the 60s. I'm sorry, I mean, I'm terrible for dates. Um, uh, but Jim Clark is definitely the best driver of all time. Because uh, it kind of goes back to what Nicky said in the movies. Like, I was born with a great arse. Uh, he, he could just tell. Jim, Jim, could, Jim Clark could drive, like, and he could tell. There was a great story where he drove a car around and... Uh, he pulled it back in after he was doing testing and pulled it back in. He was like, something's wrong with that wheel. And he's like, I don't know. And the mechanics looked at it and was like, no, nothing's wrong, Jim. You're fine. He's like, no, something's wrong with that wheel. He's like, trust me when I say it. He was like, no, get back in the car. And he was driving for Lotus at the time, Colin Chapman, who was a serious, like, get in and drive. You're driving my car. So he was made to go back out and drive. And he was like, he pulled back in and he was like, lads, fix the problem with the wheel. So apparently they stripped the car down there was no problem but this tiny little bearing had burned out and uh basically the, like uh, the bearing inside something like that had burned out but jim had, felt, had felt it yeah crazy and jim yeah it does a but he, and but then if you're talking about characters like he he was a he was such a shy man apparently he was driving these like huge like extremely fast cars but he was a very shy man and uh yeah, there's one time he pulled up at a stop sign and looked left and right, and the reporter was in the car and was like, he looked at the reporter, was like, do you think we're all right? And there was no cars around. He's like, yeah, Jim, I think we're fine. <laughs> He's like, all right, I think we're clear. I think we're clear. Yeah. But yeah, so their names kind of uh, Jim Clark is a name that's not a household name, but uh, you would consider. I would consider, yeah, yeah. Rush, good film. It yeah. really sparked all this, and these are the questions I wanted answered. Really, like when I was watching this film. You were more, I think, were you more looking for the Formula One aspect? Kind of. It wasn't, no, like... And the movie complimented it I in a way. I think that's yeah. what it did. And I wasn't even going in looking at that. I think it's a credit to the movie that I enjoyed the movie and I enjoyed the story. And it raised a lot of questions in my head. So, like, okay. it was like, I know I'm going to be talking to someone that knows this fucking show you about this. <laughs> so, it wasn't like... If I had seen this film in the cinema, I would be like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. And I wouldn't have thought any more of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of exciting watching it because I was like, oh, great. Like, all these questions I have, I can actually ask them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's like, it kind of harkens back to, like, my best guests. Um, 
well, from feedback and honestly from listening back, are people that are so passionate about things. Okay, like, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like say for instance, Tino. Ah, oh, you know? I was I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, like you know, with Lord knowledge, of the Rings, like yeah, you know, the yeah. knowledge and just and um and that's what I love about doing the podcast as well is like especially when I can branch off the connections of the movies to people's personal lives. Okay, and I think that's really yeah. for me. Yeah. I think that's what makes um movies or films and Film Friday like the podcast good i like when i can make a personal connection with it because for me that's what films are all about and that's why i like films well that's really interesting like the, and especially to hear that from you because i obviously know every huge interest in films but yeah. it just shows that when you have such a passion about some how, can can how it can connect and then it's it's nice that my passion is from one your passion move passion is movies and we can yeah mix it together. i think yeah, the film yeah. does that really well if, if if you haven't seen rush um i suggest giving that a look It'll could uh, ignite a passion in you that you didn't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Karen, thanks for coming on, man. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Thanks for answering me questions. Thanks oh, for um, at all, man. yeah, it's fucking knowing nothing about this. So thanks for humoring me. Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> I was, I was, I was expecting a few smart little comments pass through, but you're no, you're very good. You're very no, good. No, <laughs> I mean no, I mean I, I um. I was fucking. I have very, very interesting, man. Very, very interested. Yeah, interesting stuff. Right. I'm always interested in stuff that I don't know about, and I'm always interested to learn more. So. It's good to have that mindset as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm sure maybe we'll have Kieran on in the future. He has plenty of talk about Formula One. Maybe another Formula uh, One very Ford versus Ferrari. Ah, that was oh, the original. That was idea. Well, that's actually the man twenty four. We won't get Um. But yeah, uh, thanks so much for coming on. So we might have you again in the future. We never know. Um, as for next week, we were supposed to have someone on for next week, but unfortunately they cannot due to uh, just pandemic craziness. So it'll be a bit surprise next week. Uh, waiting to hear back from some people, but I'm sure it'll be a great episode and I can't wait to get back into this new season. I'll be listening some, anyway. Yeah. yeah, we have some great things coming up. Um, we're going to be doing an Oscar special, hopefully, if the Oscars goes ahead. Very good. Um, Eamon doesn't know it yet, but he'll be coming on. <laughs> um, you are, you're coming on, Eamon, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, he'll be coming on. Uh, I have a few other special ideas, so stay tuned. Once again, I just want to say thanks uh, for listening in. Uh, thanks for the support. If you got this far, um, head on the Instagram page, give it a like, give it a follow. If you liked the podcast, if you're enjoying it, if you want to hear more, Tell your mates and um, give it a listen and um, reach out. I am I am kind of booked up for season two, but if anybody out there is interested in coming on, I'm opening it up to the public. I'm looking, I'm forward, looking forward to like maybe getting some people I don't know on and can make a new connection. So if you have any interest in that, reach out to us at Film Friday podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. And then that's it from us, folks. Um, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Kieran, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.